so Alex, I mean, it's it's no secret in both our uh, Dan Taylor episode on pornography yep. and our Brian Sands episode about sex, we asked them both the same question about how to have that talk with our with our kids. Yeah, absolutely. The, the sex talk, this, you know? Yeah. Jess accidentally stumbled into the sex talk oh, conversation with gosh. our eight-year-old Oliver. <laughs> Do tell. Okay. They're watching America's Funniest Home Videos. Oh, as one does. And they had showed a clip of a skateboarder falling and crushing his nut. <laughs> I didn't even see the video. And I, I just you know. You just know. Like, that's all America's it, Funniest Home Videos. It's just nut shots. That's, yeah, absolutely. And so they saw one of those videos and Oliver goes, oh, man, his testicles could blow up. You know, like, <laughs> and, but then Jess says... Yeah, and he might not be able to have kids. <laughs> and Oliver goes, what? <laughs> Jess, you walked into that. She did. So now, now Oliver's in the conversation. So Jess is like, well, it takes it takes a, a boy and a girl to make a baby. And Oliver goes, what? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm probably getting some details wrong. And, but... she's like trying to explain it and as Oliver goes so does the boy have to like throw up into the girl's mouth or something (laughs) (laughs) no he did not yes he did (laughs) what and she just like kind of gently distracted him with something else on TV (laughs) hey hey buddy you want some candy I'll give you candy if you stop asking me these questions Uh, I could just where does that even come from? Does the boy have to like throw up into the girl's mouth? No, that's something different. <laughs> oh goodness uh, gracious! Yeah. So, Jason, you you're having that hard talk. You're 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 gonna have those hard talks with your with your son. Oh, hopefully not accidentally. Yeah, like hopefully that. you're kind of like prepared for it. But at the same time, you got to be prepared in and out of season, my friend. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> let's get biblical. 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 That's enough of that. <laughs> That's enough of that. Anyway, Jason, so today's episode, uh, I mean, I don't know if you can hear me, but I'm all the way down in Panama City, Florida right now. No, you're not, Alex. Uh, I'm not. I'm, you're we're, sitting across table from me. We, we're we recording an episode ahead of time because I'm going to be in Florida and just kind of relaxing in the sun and just kind of enjoying some family time and just getting some rest and relaxation. Uh, yeah. So. And so, this, Jason, thank you for the vacation time from the podcast, yeah, by welcome, the way. You know. That's paid, right? Yeah, it is. Okay, good. Thank you so much. Yeah. But on today's episode, I kind of wanted to do something a, a little bit different. Jason and I usually have guests, but every once in a while, we'll, we'll, we'll discover topics and things that Jason and I would just like to discuss. Yeah. And I guess this week, what we wanted to do was kind of something along the lines of how do we disagree in an age that's so polarized, because I feel like there's just so much polarization in our culture today that everybody's in their little tribes and nobody wants to go to the other tribe and see what they're all about Yeah, at all. It's kind of about, for me, it's like loving people despite them being in a movement you may not agree with. Absolutely. So, like, for instance, we got the, the month of women coming up next week. Yeah. And you're going to hear probably, people are going to probably hear some terms that they're not super comfortable with. Like for me personally, and we can get more into this in the episode, like I'm not comfortable with the term feminism. Yeah. Like I'm not, I'm just not. It's got a lot of baggage. It's got a lot of just, I've, I've watched the YouTube videos of like 
feminists in the 70s just going nuts. Yeah, and here's my thing, Alex, with my working definition of what feminism is, you're a feminist, and you just don't (laughs) know it. I don't want to be called a feminist, Jason. I know it, but that's like, that's one of those things. Yeah. until Until we work around the definition of it, we just don't know. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I guess I guess so. But again, maybe we'll maybe we'll agree to disagree. I don't know. Maybe, yeah. But anyway, guys, so this episode we're going to talk we're going to dive into what it looks like maybe to d- agree and disagree. And spoiler alert, Jason and I do not agree on every little thing. That is correct. Maybe about 95% we agree on things, but also there's some things that we disagree on. So yep. in this episode we're going to walk through some of that. So I hope you guys enjoy this short little episode. I'm enjoying my time in Florida right now, so I love you guys and miss you, but this, this episode right here is not your pastor's disagreeing episode. Jason. We got another Not Your Pastor's Pulpit coming up at you. Yay! I love these, Alex. So awesome. So this is this is the second uh, woman that we've had on Not Your Pastor's Pulpit. Our first one being Holly, which was one of my favorite. Mm-hmm. And then this one, Lauren Prunow. Prunow. Just O. <laughs> like you looked at it phonetically. I know. <laughs> Prunow. All right. So this one, Jason, is from Laura Prunow, and it's... If if you're a crier, get ready. Yeah, get some Kleenex. Guys, get some hit tissue. You mid next week, and this is this sermon. First of all, it's amazing that she was willing to open up and tell it. But yeah, she's an amazing individual. How did she get a hold of us? Even um, probably through another podcast or something. Okay. She's our first non-podcaster. Okay, but she is a blogger and she is an artist. I've seen her art; it is phenomenal. It's incredible, and I just enjoy some of the conversations that I've I've had with her. And I'm excited to bring this sermon to you. It was actually one of the first sermon submissions we received, but we were saving it for our month of women here. So yeah, absolutely. So guys, we need more sermons for the month of women. Yeah, Laura cannot be the only one. We know there's some ladies out there that w- want to share their stories. Oh, we've we've definitely got some coming, Alex, for, for sure. sure. But anyway, guys. You will not be disappointed. Don't don't listen to this in a public place because if you don't want to see people do your ugly cry face, then you don't you don't want to listen to this in public. Yeah, so look forward to that coming at you next next Tuesday, Wednesday. Absolutely. So Jason, I want. So this is something that I picked up on a while ago, and it's something that also I, I want to give some love to some some other podcast friends of ours, and we've mentioned it before on our show, and I really want to get them on our show sometime. But the guys from Probably Wrong Podcast, yeah, actually, I've I've been talking to Brandon, yeah, and we're just like waiting. two peas in a pod. Well, and why don't you start a podcast with him then? I like Brandon. Okay, <laughs> he's a he's a sweet, awesome dude, but. We kind of have this running joke between Brandon and I on how long it's going to take you to contact them. What? I've already contacted Andrew. 
Yeah, I know it. That's the, that's what we're laughing about. We're 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 waiting in the background. We have a bet going to see how long it is before you and Andrew set up the episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, now that you've told me, you've blown. You don't know the date yet. <laughs> okay, but we're doing the prices right thing, closest without going over. So. <laughs> Anyway, guys, so they've been they've their, their last few episodes have been really intriguing to me, and just the things that they've been talking about, they've been kind of getting more a little bit more political on their episode I, episodes, I guess I could say. But just the fact that the other day, like Brandon was just kind of talking about how it's okay f- for him not to be the same place that somebody else is at. Totally agree. And so one of the things I've noticed, and and that's one of the reasons why I wanted to do this episode is. We live in a constant state of tribalism and polarization and nobody at all wants to venture over to the other side to see what's going on. And also at the same time, when you hear certain terms, when you hear certain phrases, you immediately create a stereotype for said person and therefore they become less valid as a human, sometimes even as a human being. Yeah. So one of the, and I mean, this is an example. This is kind of an example of that. But one of the things, uh, a story I kind of wanted to share that kind of helped, you know, jog my brain to get this, wanted to do this episode. We're down in my basement recording a podcast per use. Per use. And playing with some Legos. <laughs> yeah. It happens. We don't, <laughs> I don't have a foosball table like probably wrong does. No. But, you kind of look over at all my camping gear and my gun stuff, and you say, "Huh? Is that for when uh, Trump ruins America, or like when Trump wins <laughs> Are you the presidency?" About me specifically? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I said, "No, I got that stuff in case Hillary wins." Oh. And there became a difference between you and I. Yeah. And it's not like we we ventured on to kind of argue our positions on po- politics and say, well, like you're wrong or you're wrong, but it was just kind of this interesting looking at like you have a different perspective than I did. We totally did. And it was okay. Yeah. And first of all, let me say that I'm like apolitical. I'm I'm, I'm kind of I'm kind of veering that way too. But I do hate Trump with a passion and hate's a strong word. I dislike a lot of what Trump stands for and we could talk about that more i have no problem with doing that i'm kind of sick and tired of talking about politics so but it's it's something that's in in our recent history that's super important i'm not a yeah. huge fan of the guy either but i wouldn't go as far to say that i hate the man yeah hates hates a pretty strong word i strongly dislike him i so for me so like this this is this is going to be one of the interesting things about this episode like i feel like this episode is going to be like our demise because we're going to tick off both sides of the fence i feel like yeah we might so liberals and conservatives, right and left, progressives and conservatives. I feel like we're going to tick everybody off because we have different av- different opinions, but that's okay. And I think that's one of the main takeaways from this episode, the, the reason why I wanted to do it. Yeah. Because it's okay to disagree. And it's okay if somebody thinks differently than you. I, I feel like it's just, it's kind of like, like this ev- like evangelism of your specific viewpoints. And so, like, for me, this is another... I used to be a die-hard Calvinist. Yeah. And it was almost like, dang, John Calvin died on the cross for me. And that, and I completely forgot about Jesus, I think, for a bit. Because I used to debate people 
and argue over Calvinism. Yeah, we were on the Probably Wrong podcast talking about Calvinism. Yeah. If you guys want to check that out. Yeah, great Alex does a little throwback and me being the non-confrontational. If anybody knows what the Enneagram is, I'm a number nine, so... (laughs) I don't know what any of that is. I know you don't, but I'm just saying for any of our listeners who know what the Enneagram is. I refuse to take it because it's so popular right now. Yeah. (laughs) I know that That, sounds That's the same reason I've never eaten a Big Mac (laughs) ever or shot a gun. See, that's another thing that Jason (laughs) and I disagree I have never shot a gun. I never plan on owning a gun. And that's okay. But sitting behind me in a closet (laughs) is several guns. That may or may not exist. (laughs) Wink, wink, hint, hint. But here's the thing, Alex. So, I mean, back to the Trump thing, or back to concern. I say I'm apolitical. How many political conversations do you and I have before this election? Probably none. None. Absolutely none. We play Legos. We like. We talk hockey. We talk about serving Jesus together. Yeah. We serve. You and I did so much together serving Jesus when you work for the church, probably more so before you started working for the church. Yeah. But even afterwards and still now. Yeah, we have this podcast. We so, get together at least once a week to do this. Yeah. So why would any of that change if I find out one new detail about you? Yeah. And a detail that is really if I if I really truly consider myself apolitical, a detail that frankly doesn't really matter all that much to me. Right. But yet, I've seen several relationships ripped to shreds. And I don't think social media helps either. It does not help. And I've seen relationships... I mean, dare I... No, I don't want to say that. I don't want to say that. I've seen relationships ripped to shreds because people stand on one side of the camp or other. And perfectly, two normal people who love each other have developed this hardened, polarized stance. And it's like, if you you know, stand for this or that, then you stand for everything else that goes along with yeah, it. Yeah, so why do we do that? So why do we why do we create these tribes? Like, so like automatically, like if I say that I'm a gun owner, there's somebody out there that's like, he just wants to go around and shoot people. Probably has a rebel flag hanging in his yard. Which I do not. Which you do not. <laughs> Absolutely. Or if I was to say that I'm a Calvinist, it's like, well, you're just, uh, you don't think everybody gets into heaven and you're, you don't believe in free will, you're a jerk. I'm like... Jason, am I am I a jerk? Maybe, maybe I am a jerk. I don't know. There was one time my band was on tour, and I was talking about hockey with this band uh, from Alabama, mm-hmm. and just talking so much how much I love the sport. And the guy he he's like he's like I knew like hockey fans like existed, like that was a thing, <laughs> but I've never met one, and it's kind of blowing my mind that you're a hockey fan. <laughs> And, like, I had another guy who say, like, I just kind of picture everybody, like, you don't look like the person who likes hockey. I was like, what is that supposed to mean? He's like, well, I just picture somebody who likes hockey. They probably have, like, the hockey sticker in their back window and, like, a NASCAR sticker. I'm like, no, they don't. (laughs) And then I'll be damned, Alex, if I didn't see the next five cars with a Red Wings logo and the Dale Earnhardt logo on the others. I'm like, what the hell? (laughs) But we form these groups, and then all of a sudden, it, it, it happens to the to the point where it's like, this is the group is our family, and if there's anybody outside of the family, they are the worst human being on the planet, and there's no love for anybody anymore. 
There's not, there's not even a, a space or a room for us to disagree on things. So I'm trying to think of another example other than politics. Like I would even like it's 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 not just in the main culture; it's in the church culture as well. Well, how many people, Alex? Do you, would I mean? I almost hate using the. I almost hate saying I'm a Christian because there's so much baggage with so, that term. You might assume that I'm a bigot. Yeah, because I call myself a Christian and I'm not at all. You might you might assume that I'm racist. You might assume that I voted for Trump. <laughs> you might like look seriously. Eighty percent of evangelicals did. You what? What stops you from stops anybody from lumping me, this apolitical person, into all these you know subcategories of a stereotype that I'm I'm not that person. Yeah. Or and so, it happens with it happens with tons of stuff. It happens with music. It happens with politics. It happens so with for religion. Me, for me, this is like the huge part. I, I think maybe one of the bigger parts of my deconstruction, I guess, if I, I want to call myself a deconstructionist, the episode that we did with Keith Giles really convicted me. Yeah. And I think I would go as far as to say that for, for a while now, I've been deconstructing this idea that America is a Christian nation. Yeah. And now what maybe somebody heard was, you hate America, you hate our troops, and how dare you say that America is not based on Judeo-Christian values? And that's not what I said. Yeah. I just said, I don't think we are a quote-unquote Christian nation that we're always doing the right thing for Jesus. I don't think that at all anymore. Yeah. And one of the things that was really convicting to me, like, and so like, so people know, I've got American flags hanging in my basement. I've got a copy of the U.S. Constitution sitting next to my bedside. And the reason why I did that was because I was literally reading through the U.S. Constitution, trying to find one shred of the Sermon on the Mount in that bad boy. And guess what? Couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. And that was in Keith's book, man. And, but again... There's somebody out there that's probably like, no, it is. We are a Christian nation, and you know what? I think that's at that point we have to agree to disagree. And that's one of the reasons, Alex, that we do this podcast. We're looking at these definitions of things, you know, and maybe we do it in subtle tones. Yeah. But the whole point that I brought up to you when we started this thing is, I'm zero debate. I just don't do it. We may disagree, but I don't debate with anybody. I think they're pointless. I think they're useless. I rather listen. Mm-hmm. I rather listen to somebody over a topic, and it's okay to disagree. I mean, we had Tim Goodrich on. Yeah, we went to we went to his shop. We went to Sutorial, his boot making shop, which was just incredible. And he's Catholic. Yeah, and yeah. So when he brought up that text, what is it? Is it in Matthew sixteen where he was talking about uh, Peter being the rock? And like that was yeah. like the the purpose of, or that was like the the text that they go that Catholics go to all the time to talk about that there needs to be a pope and that Peter was the first pope. Yeah. And he said it wasn't until I was a Catholic that I fully understood that passage. Yeah. And I said on the other side of that conversation, I said it wasn't until I was a Protestant until I really gave my life over to Jesus and I got. I don't, I don't want to say this because I don't, again, I'm, I'm going to offend people. We're going to offend people on this episode. That's fine. I got saved out of my Catholicism. Yeah, you were Catholic, converted. Converted over to Protestantism. And it's like, I really didn't understand that text until I met Jesus for the first time. I, be, I guess became a Protestant. But here's my thing with that whole entire conversation. And Tim is a phenomenal guy. We disagreed on some stuff, but I that from that conversation, I found more common ground with him that I did in disagreement. He broke some of the stereotype stereotypes for me. 
like some of the stuff we had talked about, and I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, well, some of his insight on Mary, a lot of what he was saying is like, I don't disagree with what he's saying at all. Yeah. Like I actually agree with a lot of it. I might disagree with this one point over here, but on the whole, we're on the same page. But if we would have never had that conversation and we just would have relied on YouTube videos and blog articles, oh my gosh. instead of having an honest to God conversation with the person, we still would have held all those differences and maybe even been hardened by some of the information we took in. Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk, let's talk a little bit about those YouTube videos. Cause you bring it up. Cause so I, I think I mentioned to you the other day. So here we go. I have a tendency to lean more in my thinking towards a conservative side of things. Yeah. I happen to be probably more progressive coming from an extremely conservative right. background. So I, th- I think I told you the other day, I said I needed a break from all the progressive. There's a lot of, there's a lot of podcasts that we listen to. And then I'm, and then I would even call friends with our pot. I call them, we call them our podcasting friends. That we, our pattern family. <laughs> I love that hashtag. Nice, dude. I've never heard of that. You before. haven't? No. Yeah, it's great. So I like needed to take a break from it, and I like retreated back to my, I guess, my side. Yeah. And I don't think that's a wrong thing to do, but at the same time, just take with a grain of salt that everybody has a bias, include both both sides included. So like that's one of the things like. A bunch of people are using like the hashtag, like hashtag woke. And it's yeah. like, it's you. <laughs> and I'm like, you're not woke. You're just, you're believing the lies of your side of the, I, of the I spectrum. I was telling somebody the other day, it's like, yeah, I heard a, pro- a podcast where, where somebody used the term woke and now I'm woke. I've got, I've got all, uh, but I think being- 30 minutes of a podcast and now I'm like super woke white dude. <laughs> But I think the thing about being woke is it's, you need to be woke to both sides are super biased and no side is necessarily 100% right. Yeah. But so... I am, I am oriented though to find that common ground. Yeah. I just am to try to find it. And so like, first of all, we talk about agree to disagree. Let me just say like tension yeah. is a good thing. Yes. If we all thought the same way, we all acted the same way, we all did the same thing, this would be one awful and boring place to live. Absolutely. It would be terrible. Like, the tension is what holds everything together. I think it was uh, our Pastor Ty, one of our one of our buddies, who was bringing up this concept to us, and he was talking about, you know, uh, he was using the analogy of a suspension bridge. Yeah. And it's under constant tension to hold the bridge up and if you remove some of those wires from that bridge you release the tension what happens the bridge falls down it collapses and i think that we need to have some elements of tension now there can be situations where it's too tense (laughs) yeah and you need to retreat you need to back up a minute and give yourself some breathing room it's too like Again, as as a conservative, like 
I don't even like calling myself that because I'm, I, I feel like as soon as I say that, people are just like, oh, so you you be- don't believe that we should you don't believe that we should abort babies, but you don't believe that women should get the maternity they deserve. Yeah, it and doesn't like, matter what term you use. There is associations and baggage tied to every last definition. And until you talk it out with people, you don't you don't get the full picture. Right. The worst thing we do is we lump people into those subcategories are those traditional stereotypes that we've media tells us YouTube videos tell us I mean whatever your particular slant is somebody's recorded a video with your viewpoint and Mm -hmm. it's it's gone off the deep end or maybe they've had so here's my experience Alex and my dad taught me this forever ago the people who are loudest about something the most vocal about something are usually the people who have been affected the most by whatever they're loudest about. So you have a woman who comes out about sexual assault and she is fiery. Let's end all sexual assault. Something I totally agree with, but you're looking at this woman and maybe she's like a bit over the top. Like she's, she's just going crazy with it. She's, you know, she's not just trying to educate. Now she's like throwing out insults Yeah, and she's angry. Yeah. There is a pretty good chance that that woman was sexually assaulted. Right. And that goes with that goes with everything. If you see somebody who is extremely racist, there is a good chance that somebody of the opposite race hurt them or offended them in some terrible way. I mean, there's a chance that that exists or they were raised in an environment where they were led to believe it. Right. That's the thing that I want to curve. I want I want to kind of work on those environments and educate people. You can't educate people if they're unwilling to listen. Absolutely. And that's that to me that's the main thing is keeping those doors open and keeping in mind that when you look at somebody and say like, "Wow, they're really passionate about that." Like giving them a little bit of grace because it's really hard to be educated on something when you're being insulted by it. Yeah, absolutely. Like for me, I am probably not as progressive as I would like to be toward the homosexual movement. And it's not because I don't want to, it's because I haven't been educated. There's a lot of stuff that I found common ground on, especially probably over the last year. There are still some things where I'm like, I don't know about that. But yeah. then I might hear somebody say, well, if you don't believe this, then you... Are just a, and that just wants to shut you down. Like, yeah. Then why do you? You're not showing me any sort of love and grace. So uh, big, my immediate yeah. response is, I'm not going to show you any love or grace. Yeah. That. When when people come at me and they they're automatically hurling those insults, it's really hard not to just retreat. Yeah. As like not as you were talking about. Okay, I'm just going back to what I know. Yeah. It's really hard not to do that when people aren't giving you grace. And the thing that keeps me going. Being that number nine and wanting to find common ground. Oh, I wish way, I, I wish I knew. So I knew we're what not going to do about. an episode on the Enneagram anytime soon. No. There's plenty of them out there. If you don't know what it is, just type in it and find your favorite podcast. They've talked about it. Yeah. It's, it's there. But f- being that peacemaker, finding that common ground, when somebody hurls an insult like that off the get go, like makes that generalization, I automatically assume that they somebody very close to them 
has been tremendously hurt by somebody. Well, and that's the thing. So one of the things I wanted to talk about on this episode was the fact that just because said person disagrees with you doesn't mean that you need to you need to shut them down. Like you, I think one of the main takeaways we're probably going to get to in this episode is we need every side needs to have grace for one another. Yeah, progressives and conservatives. Like the progressives may be saying things conservatives don't like, but you need to have grace for conservatives need to have more grace for progressives and the same thing for progressives. Like you need to have grace for the conservatives just because, and that's, I even hate the term progressive because it seems like they're going in the right direction, but not necessarily, maybe not necessarily true. And I know that's my conservatism coming out in the, in the talk. Well, think about that book by Keith Giles. What was so good about it is he's talking about a viewpoint for a hardcore conservative where if he were to come out of the gate with insults, yeah, would just shut you down. You wouldn't read the second sentence of his book, but he doesn't. He comes at it with such grace and some gentleness because he used to think that way. Yes. And that's one of the things I can go to somebody who's conservative. And because I've hurt a lot of people by being very conservative in the past and have no trouble being apolitical, no trouble saying I'm progressive, no trouble saying I'm working through this, that I'm able to give that person some grace. And you know what? It's not like, yeah, I could be insulting. I could push to the point where they're like, okay, I'm done listening to that guy. Or, you know, I could just hang in and just be with them. Hang in. There's this huge ministry of presence. Yes. Of just being there. Yes. And being there in those moments. And frankly, there is nobody better than at just being there so, than so, conservatives. <laughs> I'll take a person like my brother, hardcore conservative. He is. I can't stand some of the stuff that he stands for. <laughs> I can't. But I tell you what, if I need help tomorrow, yeah, like some serious help, like my roof's leaking, or my basement just flooded. Mm-hmm. Like, Alex, your basement flooded. Yeah. Where was my... my I had my brother. I was like, hey, can you come check out Alex's basement? Yeah, and he sure as heck dropped by. Yeah, he quit what he was doing for the day, and we came over here, and he checked out your basement for you. Yeah, it was really rad. And it, like, he doesn't know what you stand for or where you're at spiritually I mean, or where kinda, you're at politically. I mean, as soon as he walks in my basement, he probably knows like where I'm at. <laughs> Unfortunately. Well, I told him you had some guns. And my like my brother and I are polar opposite. Yeah. I've never shot a gun. And he's killed multiple deer. Yes. He's got animals hanging all over the place. So kind of going back to our episode with Sarah Fader, like we asked the question, like, so somebody who isn't struggling through mental illness, what can they do for the person that maybe is? Yep. And she just said, just listen. Yeah. Just listen to them for goodness sake. Yeah. Like, and that's one of the things like, I feel like in the church that we have not done such a good job with instead of, instead of listening to the person that's, that may, we may disagree with. We just, we fear what we don't know. Yep. So therefore it's evil. Yeah. So like the homosexual movement, the transgender movement, the mental health movement, like all the, all these different things that are, that are kind of coming up in our culture and like almost like you have to recognize them now because they're, they're just there instead of like entering in and saying like, well, how can we love these people? Because they're definitely people. Instead, what we said was that's a sin, that's a sin and you need more faith Yeah. instead of just like, Okay, where are they at with this? Alex, to throw in a story 
with this. Another one of those things is where I don't know where I stand on the whole transgender thing. That's something I'm working out. But I'm listening to a podcast episode with the Twisted Sisters, and they have on this transgender female, a, a man who identifies as a woman. And he's talking about his hardships in this and just getting picked on, getting beat up. And he talks about running into the woods. And I'm, I'm probably saying this wrong. I'm probably retelling the story wrong, but you can go check it out on their podcast. He talks about running into the woods because he just wants to get away. And when he's out there, he finds this hole by this riverbank. And at the bottom of the ho- this hole is a girl who had been sexually molested. And this, this woman literally dug a hole to die in. And he talks about going into the woods and finding this woman and having this conversation with her to where she can get to a point where she loves life again. <laughs> and she goes on to be this amazing woman. And dude, Alex, like, I'm totally in the camp of God arranging stuff. Yeah. Did God arrange for this man to be transgendered, to get picked on, to save that girl out of that hole? Possibly. Possibly. And that's what I'm saying. But if I wouldn't have took the time to listen to that, I probably would have just stayed where I'm at. But podcasts like that, stories like that, help me grow. And because I'm a nine on the Enneagram, Alex. <laughs> Might as well call this call the episode I know, that. No, we're not doing that. Because I'm Jason's I'm, a nine and Alex is a jerk conservative. <laughs> That's what we can call this episode. So one of the things one of the things that's really I I guess to use a really Christianese term, minister to my soul as as I try and navigate hearing opinions that are different than than mine is reading reading about for one thing that Paul the, the the Christian the Christian you know superstar of the New Testament wrote most of the New Testament having a disagreement with Barnabas yeah and the fact that they had a sharp the Bible says that they had a sharp disagreement but each person went on to go do something for God yep and then I, I read that text, and then I read I read about in in Romans twelve how and Ro- and again Paul loves using the term uh, using the metaphor of the church being a body and all the different members of that body. Now I think we've even said it before on this podcast. If a me- if if all a body was was a bunch of arms, it would only be able to accomplish one mission, one task. Yeah. But a body isn't just compiled of a bunch of arms, and I'm just like thinking of this like weird monster that's just a bunch of arms. Like, I can tell you, I was a part of a church that was a one body part, and I grew into that body part, and that was a bad body part, Alex. <laughs> was it the butt? It was. <laughs> a double snakes. It was the A double snakes, Alex, and it was a bunch of them, and I was part of that. Yeah. And because we didn't give people the space to be other body parts. That's right. Which means you have to let people ask questions, which means you might have to let people float for a little bit and figure things out. Mm-hmm. And they may have to experience something. I mean, Jesus gave room for people who experienced some stuff to come to the table and eat with them. 
That's right. Absolutely. Over and over and over again. He welcomed them. Yeah, I wrote a blog about that. You did. I wrote a blog about uh, about Matthew eleven. I want. I just love that text so much. Yeah. So I have no problem. Like at the start of the show, you say like the word feminism is a scary word because you automatically associate it with everything that you know about feminism. And what I'm telling you is that I think there's a different definition of it that when you hear it, I don't know if you'll, you probably still won't say I'm a feminist because there's elements of that, that it might be uncomfortable. That's fine. But I think you'll come around and personally, I've seen the way you treat your wife, which is awesome. Oh, thank you. Yeah. And I let, I her, s- I let her go shopping from time to time. <laughs> Don't ruin it. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard you preach on Mary from the pulpit. Oh, that's right. Yeah. A phenomenal sermon on Mary. She's my favorite woman in the Bible. Yeah. For sure. And like, I don't think you're that far off. But again, I guess I'm oriented to always find that common ground. (laughs) And maybe that's the case. But I think once we talk to some people, once we listen to what they have to say, you'll at least have a better picture of like, oh, that's why they say that. Oh, that's why they're angry. Yes. Man, I'm starting to understand. Man, if I put myself in their shoes, I might be angry too. Yeah. So like that's one of the things and another huge a huge, you know, cultural topic that we need to talk about is race. Like so some people think that there's still systemic racism in our system and other people do not. There's a reason why there's a Black Lives Matter movement. Yeah. And to just automatically shut them down by throwing statistics at somebody isn't going to help. No. I didn't think we had a race problem. And I'm I'm just this is maybe one of the things that makes me a little bit more conservative than my or excuse me, progressive than my conservative friends. I've seen racism happen in the city of flint yeah and for me to say no it doesn't exist i can't do it man we had um tony and ernesto on yes from red rum theater yeah and they were talking they were sharing with us off air like some of the racism they face as mexicans that i would have never like i would just took it for granted like Mm -hmm. no yeah dude i have never faced anything like that absolutely and that's just one of those things. It's uh, again going. I mean, I feel like we've got a mantra of let's just listen. <laughs> let's just listen. So, so if I can go pastor mode for a second, because I go feel pastor like mode. One of the texts in the Bible that is just again ministered to me, and I've I've meditated on quite a bit is in in Philippians two mm-hmm. to look to others more significant than yourself. Yep, and then. Paul, right after that, after he says that term, he's, and he's trying to to let the Philippian church see the joy that there is in being unified and being one body, working different members working together for the cause of Christ. He he gives this analogy of how Christ did that, how Christ saw us more significant than himself by stepping down from his throne as God and coming down and being a human. And walking around on this earth. Yeah. And then Paul says something right in there that just crushes me every time I read it. Do all things without grumbling or complaining. And then you go back to the cross and you think of Jesus. And did Jesus want to die on the cross? No. He said, if there is anything else, you know. But nevertheless, if it be your will, like. Yeah. He didn't complain. 
He didn't grumble. No, he didn't. He, you know, he didn't. It's not like he was up there on the cross and said, "I mean, I have to die for them too." <laughs> no, he <laughs> took it, man. And to me, that's the big thing, especially when I feel so passionate about of movement or, or anything. Like it's really easy to slip into complain and grumble mode. Absolutely, which destroys everything. It really does. It does. So it destroys your whole entire cause. Yeah, yeah. You hit the nail right on the head, my friend. So, podcast listener, Jason and I want to say that we love you, and and guess what? We're going to probably disagree on things. We're we're not going to agree a hundred percent on everything, and I don't think you should agree a hundred percent on everything with another person. Like I just, I just, you just, you create, you you create another tribe that way, and I just don't think it you're helping scary. the situation. It might be scary if you did. And let me say this: if your if your group of friends are all oriented the same, you may need to try to step out of your comfort zone a little bit. A little bit, but. So I guess maybe the big takeaway is like we need to have maybe have a little bit more grace for one another. Yeah. I always say space and grace. Space and grace. You got to give people space. You got to give them grace. I don't want to open up another can of worms because this this could be like a whole other topic in in its in and of itself. But so I keep going back to referencing the Bible. Let's get biblical. Biblical. Oh my gosh, it's so dumb. Get <laughs> so dumb. So the Bible says that Jesus was full of grace, but also truth. Mm-hmm. So at what point, Jason, do we need to start saying we've given the person grace, but maybe this situation calls for truth? Yeah, what's the truth? I don't know. I think that I think that could be a whole other project or podcast in and of itself. But like for me it's like if the person is harming themselves like I want to tell them like if you were to say you know what would be a great idea I'm going to give rat poison to my boys. I'm like do not do that. That's not a space for me to give you grace. Yeah, but you know what if the truth is the redemptive gospel, if the truth is the sermon on the mount, if the truth is loving others, regardless of where they're at, if the truth is seeing others as you see yourself and loving them, if that's the truth, that ties in a whole lot with grace and it ties in a whole lot with what we're talking about. Okay. To me, that's what, when I think of truth, that's what I think. What is the truth of the gospel? It's Christ gave everything up for everybody else freely, willingly, without grumbling or complaining. So how do I orient my life to do that? It's about the, the, we mentioned that, I think we mentioned it in the Brandon Andrus episode, which he had a great little, you know, quip on this very topic. Mm -hmm. Um, So go back and listen to that episode if you haven't already. But we talked about the parable of the Good Samaritan and everybody passed over on the other side. All the religious, all the, the people upright, you would think, the people you would think would help that dead man on the other side of the street just walked on by, except for the foreigner, except for the outsider. He went over and he picked up that man and he took him to an inn and he got him the care that he needed. And that, to me, is loving your neighbor. It's about 
and you put that into everything. How do we treat the transgendered person? How do we treat the gay person? How do we treat the refugee? How do we treat the person of an opposite race? If I want to insert truth in there, I look at those commandments, love God and love your neighbor as yourself. Hmm. To me, that's truth. That's that's pretty much the only thing I know how to be true on because everything else easily sneaks into morals and legalism and yeah. all the things that continually get you in a mess. Yeah, because like when you, you... I just went pastor mode, Alex. You, you did a little bit there. This has been a mini sermon by Jason. I feel like I should give you a tithe. <laughs> you know, I will gladly accept that <laughs> as I crush everything. Yeah. I'm also super humble <laughs> all the time. Yeah, because like I feel like whenever I used to watch like debates, like these these different theologians on the, a different these oh, two different know, theological spe- spectrums, like argue, they would just like bring forth this fact, and they would bring forth this fact, and it's like that didn't nobody got converted. Nope, nobody got converted at all. So, Jason, is there anything else you want to say about this particular topic? We're about 45 minutes in. Yeah, you know what? Um, yeah, I'll end it with, I'll end my perspective with this. And it's about um, putting yourself in the other person's shoes. So yep. I had a minister at one point who was awful and terrible and extremely rude to my family, extremely rude to Jess in particular. Um showed up to our house unannounced, told us why we were going to hell about musical instruments, about Jess playing roller derby. I mean, completely destructive. And I hated this guy, Alex. I hated him with a passion. And so I had found out, you know, this was at my former church and this guy, he got fired from there too. But I had uh, found out that one of the the students that I kind of mentored a lot became an atheist after I left. And somehow I placed all that blame on this minister and his rhetoric mm-hmm. and all the rules and all the legalism and everything else. And I'm not saying there isn't any blame to be put on that system, but I placed it all squarely on this minister. It was all his fault. And I sent him the nastiest email and ripped him to shreds. And then in a moment of pride, you know, of kind of like boasting over this email that I had written, I told our current pastor about it. <laughs> um, and I thought he'd be like, oh, man, you nailed nice him. Job, you got bud. him. Good job. And he said, uh, you need to apologize. <laughs> And I'm like, I'm not apologizing. He's like, think about if you were in ministry and somebody were to fall away or become an atheist or hurt you. or And then somebody like yourself putting all that blame squarely on you. I was like, man, that would really suck to be a pastor. And I, I did. I wrote him an apology letter and he accepted the apology letter. And in my eyes, I've forgiven the guy. I disagree a lot with what he stands for mm-hmm. wholeheartedly. And we're not friends. We're not. Mm-hmm. We're not hanging out tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But we're on good terms. 
if I saw him dead about to die in the street on the other side, I'd go and help him. And not out of, uh, you know, religious obligation because the Bible told me that, you know what, I, d- I don't want to be the the Pharisee who walks on the other side. The Bible tells me, and I'm not going to complain about it because we're supposed to do oh, all things gosh, without grumbling and complaining. over there in the ditch. Maybe I should help him. Yeah. No, I would, out of love, go help the guy. So, and that's 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 what I'm getting at is you can have disagreements with people. You can be on, you know what, maybe non-speaking terms, and maybe that's a good thing and a beneficial thing. Yep. You can legitimately agree to disagree and not necessarily be friends with the individual. <laughs> so that, and that's okay. Yeah, so that brings up another uh, a great a great script, a great scripture. Oh, I thought of another one, but go with your scripture. Maybe it's the same one. Yeah, Romans twelve again. Live peaceably with one another. It doesn't yeah. say get along. Just says live peaceably, and that doesn't. And like I said, it doesn't mean that you're best buds. It doesn't mean you're you you guys are as close as you and me right now, just bosom buddies. But you live at peace with one another. You don't harbor any bitterness. You don't vex them. You don't want revenge against them. You live peaceably. And there's just yeah. certain things that you there may, may not be made right until it's all said and done and over with and Jesus comes back. Yeah. So, Jason, uh, I'm going to be in Florida next week. And when you when everybody hears this podcast, I'll already be in Florida sipping on a margarita on the beach somewhere. Nice. But I thought it would be nice for us to do something that we haven't done in a while. You What's know what that, that is? Hmm. Cue the music. And now it's time for Animal Facts for Jason, the part of the show where Jason learns something about animals. <laughs> Freaking animal facts, Alex. I thought we were done with this stupid segment. People keep wanting it. So I, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give the people what they want, Jason. You know what? Everybody knows, Alex, that dogs and bears are related. No, they are not. They are mammals, and that is it, Jason. So, if you've become a fan in the last few months of Not Your Pastor's podcast, and you have no idea what Jason and I are talking about. So, Jason has like a five-year-old education on animals. Maybe like, worse. <laughs> I don't know my animals very goodly, <laughs> Alex. Or English. <laughs> but at the same time, so what we, what we did back all the way back in 20, 2016, back at episode seven is when we first released this and it's episode 31 now we we did a segment called animal facts for jason is where i would take an animal and i would deliver just interest interesting facts about said animal and because i'm in florida currently right now i thought it'd be interesting to talk about the american alligator america (laughs) yes (laughs) nothing's more american than an alligator you know why they call him an american alligator why it's the only alligator that can hold an american flag and they listen to toby keith (laughs) (laughs) i'm learning continue (laughs) so american alligators uh they're a very very interesting animal i really enjoyed studying them uh the word alligator actually comes from a spanish word el legreta which is just spanish for the lizard oh so see what they did there yeah, they're, very, so, they're like, hey, that looks like a lizard. We, that's what we com- should call it. <laughs> that's that's what I call it. <laughs> just big lizard. This is actually our first reptile we're doing on the show. So 
reptiles, cold-blooded creatures, they get warm by external uh, factors, not by, internal yeah, by factors. By being out in the sun. See, there you go. I knew that one. Okay, okay. so uh, alligators, t- uh, American alligators can weigh up to 1,000 pounds. That's crazy. Heavy. They can. I've seen. So I've seen it to where they they range in lengths from anywhere to eight to ten feet, and some of the older males can get up to grow up to be fifteen feet long. So can I ask a question? Yeah. Like, and I'm not the only person who doesn't know this. So okay. all of you, shut up out there. What's the difference between an alligator and a crocodile? So cro- they're they are similar. They are in the crocodilly family, but uh, alligators. For- <laughs> <laughs> Not necessarily Spanish. Crocodilia. So quesadilla. Sorry. You just made one of the most Oh my gosh. I'm not even gonna go there. Okay, I'm not even gonna yeah. go there. Uh so allig- or alligators are like a dark green color and, and crocodiles are um they're a light green color. Uh they're they're different in size, they're different in regions of where they live, and also crocodiles are saltwater where alligators are freshwater or no yeah freshwater don't confuse me alex i'm relying on this information (laughs) so they're like a shade darker bigger bigger and live in different water yes absolutely so So there's no crocodiles where you're at in florida no there's no there's not and thank the lord are they more like aggressive yes okay have you ever seen crocodile dundee i have he threw a knife at some dude yeah, pretty intense. Anyway, we're getting off we're getting off topic just okay. a little bit. So, so I learned some really interesting things about alligators, and so I want to kind of talk about a little bit in the day in life of an of a of a alligator. Okay, a, a gator. A gator. So your ma- your mama alligator, and let's let's just assume that Jason here in this story is an alligator. Your mama alligator lays some eggs. She can lay about 40 to 50 alligator little little eggs at a time. She lays them in a nest that she's created out of leaves and sticks and mud. And she she lays about 40 to 50 eggs like I said before. And because of the way, you know, in that hot Florida sun, all that vegetation starts to decompose and that creates heat. And so depending on how warm or cold an alligator's nest is determines the gender of the alligator babies That's inside the eggs. Crazy. So if so, eighty-two point four degrees Fahrenheit. Anything cooler than that, you're going to get females. So it doesn't come from propagator. No, it comes from temperature. It comes from temperature, which is super interesting. That is kind of interesting. If you have anywhere ninety-one point four degrees Fahrenheit or higher, you're going to get males. And if you're anywhere in the middle, you're, it's going to be 50-50. So does the same thing happen with, like, birds? No. No. Well, why wouldn't it? Why wouldn't temperature do bird eggs like it does alligator <sighs> you eggs? You know nothing about animals. That's just the way God designed them 10,000 years okay. ago. All right. <laughs> Everybody who's old Earth right now just got super mad. <laughs> <laughs> so you're born, Jason. And guess what? The I am not from an egg. Well, you are in this story. Okay. Oh, yeah. Because you're a baby alligator. Mm. I'm with you. So you're born, right? And out of those 40 to 50 eggs that your mama laid, about two or three of those baby alligators will live to see adulthood. That's sad. I know, right? Are the rest turned into an omelet? 
Sure. <laughs> so you're born, and guess what? You you basically hang out with your mom for about two years. Now you technically can hunt and do all the things that you need to do all on your own, but you're you're kind of technically hanging out with mama for a while. And that's another thing. All the websites said that every website said that mama alligators are just the best moms. Really? So in lieu in in you know in preparation for our month of women, like just. <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> so you want to be a mama alligator, not a mama bear. Yeah. Right? <laughs> it's it's good that you know that mama bears exist and that they're good moms. I'm I'm, I'm really proud of you. So a, a couple things. So you're born and you have all these teeth and you have incredibly strong jaw. You you know they say that an alligator's jaw is three times stronger than a great white shark shark's jaw. That's pretty crazy. It is intense, my friend. So alligators, they eat all kinds of different things. Alligators have been known to be cannibals. They eat one another if they have to. They eat other reptiles. They eat amphibians such as frogs. They eat uh, birds. They eat uh, fish. And little known fact, every once in a while, sometimes a little alligator will eat some grapes or maybe, you know, go up to an orange tree because you're in Florida. the yeah. state of oranges and they'll eat some oranges it'll eat oranges because it needs that vitamin c yeah <laughs> if it's not feeling good <coughs> it's got a cough it eats some oranges it puts a smile on its face oh so it's that got a vitamin c joke oh. <laughs> <laughs> you jerk <laughs> so alligators also they have they have these powerful jaws that are full of teeth and just like shark teeth whenever those teeth get worn out or knocked out they grow new ones, and they say that an alligator will go through 2,000 teeth in its lifetime. And that lifetime could be up to 35 to 50 years you could live in alligator time. That's a lot of teeth. That's a ton. Like, what do we get? We get like we get all, all of our baby teeth, yeah. and then you get your adult teeth, and if you lose any of those, you're screwed. Yeah, that's not fair. <laughs> Come on, alligators. Yeah. You jerks. Well, uh, as an alligator. Oh my God, Alex. <laughs> 10,000 years you gotta ago. Take your, you got you to take your complaints higher. Uh, you will, If you're an alligator, you have night vision. They have night vision? They have night vision. They also can see under the water really well because they have really? these thin membranes that close over their eyes. So, that's like, they scary. basically like wear goggles. Super, super awesome. And then also the last fact I guess I can tell people about uh, alligators is um, they taste like chicken. Do they? Yeah. Everybody says that alligators taste like chicken. They, you either get like an alligator nugget or you can get gator on a stick and it tastes just like chicken. <laughs> Your smile right now. You're like you're so happy. There, is, there, is, a, like there is a place <laughs> in Elmont, Michigan. <laughs> That we could go to that I think sells gator. We could buy gator. I don't want to try any. Why not? Be real honest with you. <sighs> you jerk. I'm not a big fan of meat to begin with, Alex. You're messed up in the head. I do like chicken, though. <laughs> they, they, then I, gator meat is the perfect meat for you. Nah. <laughs> anyway, guys, if you've enjoyed our podcast, if you've enjoyed Animal Facts, if you've enjoyed our discussion, guess what? We could really use a five-star review. Yes. So... Jason and I do this thing where we read all of our five-star reviews, and if you leave us one, we'll for sure read it. And if you if you say to yourself, you know what, I don't know if this episode, you know, 
deserves a five-star review, well, leave us a two-star, leave us a one-star, leave us a three-star, uh, no. and tell us how to make the show better. I want people to be honest with well, us, Jason. just be honest with us in email. <laughs> because each five-star review makes our podcast... Oh, I like guess that's true. 10% cooler. I was trying to be like super transparent. Like, I want people to be like honest with us and we'll, we'll be honest with you guys the truth is is i get my feelings hurt really easily <laughs> so like a private email would be more like, no i'm just playing do what you gotta do whatever you guys want to yeah. do and then also guys the other thing we gotta let you know is the month of women women's celebration month starts next week with none other than drum roll <laughs> jess duncan my wife yeah, you married her. Good, yeah. Good job, Jason. I married a Christian feminist. Yeah, so we're going to be talking about that. And like we said before early in this episode, that term has a lot of baggage with it. But if you don't agree with the feminist movement, not and I would, I would even say this, like the feminists that you see on Facebook, I think Jess is a little bit different than that. So don't just automatically assume that they're all the same. Yep. So just hear, hear the different women out that we're going to have on this podcast episode. Uh you're going to hear some amazing stories from women and not your pastor's pulpit. Absolutely. I'm so pumped for that. Yeah, like but, one of them, uh, um, one woman like told me what she's going to do her sermon on. Alex, dude, I am super pumped. Yeah, dude. I cannot wait. It's going to be incredible. I think it's, I think it's going to be a good month for us. I think it's going to be a good month for, for I'll just, I'll just come out me personally to learn some things. And to kind of maybe get out of my comfort zone a little bit. I'm excited to have you here at all, especially like, especially because you have Ada. And yeah. I think a lot of this stuff like it may not resonate with you, but I think if you put it like through, okay, this is like, my daughter may not have to go through any of this, which would be awesome yeah. because she's growing up in a different era that's more woke, you know, <laughs> Alex. Oh my gosh, I hate to, that. I know, to use a term we used earlier in the podcast but to kind of see what she could potentially be spared from yeah that's exciting for me mm-hmm. i want what's best for my little girl and i'll kill any fool who tries to get oh i'm <laughs> sorry <laughs> i'm sorry everyone so go go like us on facebook follow us on twitter follow us on instagram you won't be disappointed i'll be post maybe i'll post some pictures from my florida trip and if i see any alligators I'll post them. I'd be interested. <laughs> See what they look like? Yeah. <laughs> oh, <I'm> not <laughs> we love you guys. Have a good night. Peace. Always keep your stick on the ice. Mm-hmm.